Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of two best-selling books now, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach, and Evolutionary Healer. And if you are a highly sensitive person, a sensitive soul, I'd love to give you my free gift called the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide. You can get that free at www.sensitivesoulguide.com. And uh, today I was telling my tribe that I was both excited and slightly nervous <laughs> to interview my uh, next guest, a very special guest, because it's um, I've had this habit in the past where uh, when I'm good at something, um, I pursue that and, you know, love it and everything. Like that. When I'm not good at something, um, I've had some issues in the past where I feel really bad or guilty or that I should be better. And I've really been working on that over the years, so I definitely don't have a lot of guilt around that any longer and realize that there are certain things that I do really well and I don't have to be good at everything. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, well, one of the things that I've done is uh, figure skating. I was terrible. I was the worst person in my class practically um, when I first started. But I persisted because my ex-husband told me, look, just because you're a medical doctor doesn't mean you have to be good at everything, okay? You didn't grow up skating, so what do you expect, you know? And so I just stuck with it because I just love the sport and did so much personal growth around something that I, quote-unquote, wasn't good at um, and then became very good at it. And of all the members of my, you know, adult skating class, um, I was the only one that went on to, to do basically three disciplines, multiple gold medals, et cetera. Um, but it was really the process of, of healing that guilt and shame and not feeling good enough. Um, and so this topic for today is all about clutter. <laughs> so this is definitely something that I have not chosen to be good at yet. <laughs> And uh, Leanne Hoffer, my guest today, the clutter consultant, um, what I really, you know, when I when I found out about Leanne, like I said, I was a little nervous because I thought, uh-oh, you know, she's she's definitely going to like be like, Dr. Karen, you need to clear clutter. <laughs> but then when I connected with her, you know, just her energy and just very, you know, loving and not, you know, none of this guilty military kind of energy that I thought I, you know, would have to be in order to clear my clutter, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to have her on my radio show to share her expertise and wisdom with our tribe. So let me tell you a, a little bit about that. Um, now, Leanne has uh, seen the effects of clutter firsthand by growing up with a clutter bug, her mom. <laughs> and her mom suffered from depression and piles of stuff, and she spent her childhood trying to relieve her mom's unhappiness by tending to those piles, which is very, very interesting because I tended to my mom's depression and therefore was very, very good at helping people with their emotional issues. Um, uh, and uh, Leanne, as an adult, um, brings some of these lessons to her clients as the clutter consultant. Now, she's worked with multi-billionaires, TV personalities, sports figures, um, and people like her mom. Uh, she's been featured on TV segments, quoted in newspapers, books, and other publications, been on podcasts over and over again, <laughs> has given back to the community, supporting other entrepreneurs. So, um, And I'll, I'll let her share a little bit more about her path, but I'm just – so pleased to have Leanne on the show because so many of us could use some support and help and love around this whole clutter thing. Like I, my left brain knows, oh my gosh, you know, you clear some space, the universe will kind of bring you more. Like if you have a vacuum, the universe abhors a vacuum, right? Like I get that. And even if I go, oh, uh, I would like to, uh, you know, have more money. I know that one of the things I could do is to clear clutter, you know, to do that. But I resist. <laughs> like I, I, like I told Leanne earlier, I would rather record a new course create something new than to deal with the pile. But I know these piles do need to be dealt with, especially since I've moved my whole office here into the house, which makes things even more crowded. So without further ado, Leanne, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah, so right? excited you're um, here. I'm super excited to be here. I I have been a longtime fan, and it's been fun to connect. And now we get to actually talk, which will be really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now it's it's funny that you know you we talked a little bit about about your mom, but maybe you can expand a little bit on that because I know for me growing up, taking care of a depressed mom was uh, very weighed very heavily on me. You know, as a young person. So just curious, like, what that was like for you. Of course, obviously, you're now, you know, an expert in this area, but what was it like really for you? <laughs> so what's interesting is that we both talk about having a depressed mom. I wonder, I almost wonder, like, if we can go back, if they, what we could do to alleviate that today with the things that we've learned. But that's a whole other podcast. So with my mom, what was interesting is, At the age of four, I remember sitting in a restaurant and I watched, it was the same restaurant we went to all the time. It was this little diner in town. It was owned by local people. We had the same waitress every time. And she'd come over practically skipping and jumping and just full of life and, and energy. It was amazing. So we would always go there for lunch. And the waitress took my order. And then she turned around with this big grin on her face and went to take my mom's order And this particular day, my mom couldn't look at her. She was kind of short. She was actually mean when she gave her order. It was, I want, and then she kind of threw the menu at her. And I watched the waitress walk away. And that's when I realized that my mom wasn't happy. And when I made that decision to be happy was really a big pivotal, pivotal part of so much. So when I got home, I was noticing that, and this is at a small age, a very young age, that my mom was really unhappy a lot. And I was like, well, how can I make her happier? And that's when I started making sure that I picked up my toys. And, boy, that made her happier. And then as I got a little bit older, the dining room table became the dumping ground for the newspaper back when we got a newspaper. Um, My brothers would bring home their stuff from school, my stuff from school, you know, the mail would get dumped there. We were involved in our church. Our church stuff would get dumped there. And it looked like this mountain of paper. And when I went through and threw away all the junk, the envelopes, the newspapers that hadn't been read, all that stuff, and made neat piles, this was one, one brother, this was my other brother, this was mine, these were bills, this was all these different categories, she seemed happier. And I was like, well, isn't that interesting? What else can I do? And I found that as I kind of followed behind her with things that she did, it made her happier. And that's really where it all started. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That That is amazing. Um, I know for me, I took on, you know, my mom's depression trying to fix it <laughs> as mm. well. Um, didn't think about clutter, though. <laughs> but she was very organized. <laughs> she was unlike myself. I, I know how she was organized, but I think maybe there was some a little bit of um, backlash on that, too, because she was, like, so organized, right? My sisters were organized as well, and maybe that's my – I was such a good little girl, you know, getting good grades and doing all the stuff to make her happy, right? So maybe that's mm-hmm. my, my way of rebelling. It's like I'm not going to clean my room. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Christopher theory. Well, maybe it's just you've just got different gifts. I mean, you know, yeah. you're really great at creating a new course and, and, and getting out there, giving that to the world where that's something that I would love to be able to do. I just have – I'm overwhelmed by that. So maybe we should do like a whole weekend. I'll come and help you declutter your house and you can help yeah. me put my course together. Because I've got Sounds all the good. content. I just <laughs> need to get it together. Sounds good. Let's do You've it. got all the clutter. I'll help you rally it in. It's a perfect trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I did pray to God. I said, can you please just like have somebody just like like fairy godmother just like drop in my house and tell me what to do. And you know, like, <laughs> you might I get that. that. So the, the last project that we just finished up um, – the woman came in and looked at me, and she's a longtime client. She said, I just need you to wave your magic wand in this closet and make it all yep. work. Yep. <laughs> and, okay, I can do that. And what other room can I flow over to because there's too much for the space? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but we may work. So, right. Yeah. Wow. It's so great when your space around you doesn't have all that extra stuff. So you're you you are totally in the energy realm, you know, working with energy stuff. So when your home is filled with all that extra things, the energy doesn't flow around you. So here we're talking feng shui a little. So the energy, the flow in the space gets kind of wrapped around and it can't flow the way it should because there's all this extra stuff. So when you take some of that out, the energy can flow better, so then you feel better. Uh-huh. Well, and then that the whole cool? abundance, right? Like just yes. making space. It was like my of all the different steps of the you know abundance that that's the one that I struggled with the most was making space because I like saying yes <laughs> to new opportunities, <laughs> right? And now there's so many abundant, amazing opportunities that actually say no more often than yes now, right? Uh, which is which is a good yeah. problem to have, you know, awesome, you know, awesome problem to have. But there, yeah, there's so many things that, you know, from from whether it be from medical school or you know, photos that have never been put on albums, but I have the albums; they're just empty. You know? <laughs> and you know, so here's uh, and of so course, here we're gonna, we're gonna books. Do... Oh my gosh, books and books and so many books. <laughs> because you're a student, of course. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you have well, a and the funny books. thing is, is. Okay. My, my my ex-husband who built this house um, chose not to have a basement. And a lot of people, and, and especially when I grew up, we had basements. So we actually had areas of storage where we would, like, put, like, um, you know, like winter clothes away and then the summer clothes. And we had bins and, like, all these different places. But there was no place to do that. So we had this little utility room, which was supposed to be for a cold cellar, like for carrots and things like that. But we we divorced. <laughs> Before, before the whole house got done, right? So now it's just like a pack rotted, you know, place with like VCR tapes and old books and you know <laughs> stuff like that. Um, thank goodness, I, I keep asking God for help, and and thank goodness, you know, these little things have come up. I found TerraCycle. I found, you know, some places that take clothing, um, you know, that give you a free little Amazon give back box. It's called where I can give away clothing. So little by little, you know, things are moving. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge to, I'm sure you come up with clients just like not knowing where to start. So maybe you can give us some advice on that. So to start what's great is pick one thing and do it. 
pick something that feels really easy. Because when you do something super easy, you get that win, and then you get that little bit of a rush. And then when you kind of build on it from there. So what's something that's super easy? Those videotapes that you talked about, those could be turned over into CDs. So if they're um, family memories, if they're birthday parties, celebrations, you know, stuff that really um, perhaps you have an ice skating routine that's been filmed, those that's are things right. you can transfer over to a DVD or a CD and then keep it, and then it's just a flat disc versus a videotape. And most homes don't even have a tape player that works anymore. And the right, tapes yeah. degrade over time. So if you don't switch those over, and that's something pretty easy. Most local drugstores, if it's a national chain, you can take them right over and they can do that for you. Ah, so there's okay. one easy way. So choose something that's easy. That I've been known to walk into a space and turn in circles and not be sure where to start. Yes, even I can get right. overwhelmed sometimes. Right, yep. And it's like, um, I'm just going to start right here. And you just pick something up and make a decision. And that's how you get started. It's really simple. It's just like exercise. To get into shape, to be healthy, you have to put on your sneakers and you have to move your body. Choose something easy. Most of us, it's something simple like walking. Sometimes it's um, going swimming. Sometimes it's signing up for a class. Pop on YouTube and choose a free something to do. You can even do that barefoot. Choose something. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. I know you're a fan of CrossFit, but for those of us that aren't that into exercise, maybe we could start with something simple like walking or taking a class online to get going. So if you do something small to get started, that'll kind of build the momentum and work the muscle that allows you to let go. Yeah, I think one of my um, definitely blocks that I've noticed is the whole, I'll say the word guilt, I don't, not that I'm feeling it at the moment, but, you know, guilt around um, non-recyclable things or things that um, I, I don't feel like I have the time or energy to try to sell. <laughs> like, like it's mm-hmm. kind of a pain in the butt. So at the one hand, I know that um, I, I really have an aversion to putting stuff in the landfill. And so that's my, you know, I'm learning to, buy things that are more sustainable it's not perfect but definitely in my past I mean it's just whatever was available like I'll buy a new whatever ring light for example not even thinking for a moment that what if it breaks and then what do I do (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) so I think that is a major issue imagining all this going to yeah going into the landfill just really bothers me so I end up not doing anything (laughs) there we are back to that whole thing so Yeah, so when we work with clients, we try to do as much as we can to keep things out of the landfill because the landfills are filling up so fast, and obviously it's not where we want to go with that. So there's trash companies. If you're letting go of stuff, call your trash company and find out what does their process look like. So if we do a pickup, we use local companies that will filter through. So when we go through and take out paper, or we take out glass, we put it in the recycling bins because locally here we have um, curbside recycling, other things that I can't break down. So I make sure that I call in a company that will further break down and be as landfill conscious as possible. Does that mean stuff goes to the landfill? Of course. I'm not going to lie about that, but we try to keep as little as possible. 
there's also companies that will pick up or sometimes for a nominal fee, um, you can drop them off and they'll take your computers and they'll take pretty much anything with a cord. So if you do a Google search for electronic recycling in your area, sometimes you can find people where they'll take that and break it down. And that helps with the, that part because it, it right. is interesting. You don't know where to take your stuff. What, what do I do with it when I don't want it anymore? That's why most of our garages don't even have cars in them because we've affectionately called the stuff we've put in our garage our junk, and then we're parking our cars outside. Right. That we spent thousands <laughs> yeah. of dollars on, and we're yeah. paying hundreds of dollars per square foot to store stuff that we're calling our junk. Right, it, and then it, there's it's very, people that, uh, you know, have uh, an extra, you know, rent, an extra space, uh, you know, to keep, keep their stuff, understandably. I mean, sometimes it's big stuff like furniture and, you know. Um, and then and then there's like, for me, it's like having been, you know, now retired medical doctor, I have to keep all these charts because that was before electronic medical charts. And so I mm-hmm. have to keep them by law for seven years. So I've got, like, these huge boxes of charts, you know, with no place to put them. And it's not worth it to scan all that. So for that, you do kind of just have to use that root cellar for that. (laughs) Just make sure they're in plastic so they don't mold. The the other thing is to find a, a charity local to you that will pick up. And a lot of times they'll make sure they're already connected with other organizations that will move stuff through the community. So one of the things that we do when we work with somebody is like um, linens that are stained, ripped, torn, the elastic is gone on a fitted sheet, something like that. We'll take it to a vet. And they're super, oh. super, super excited. The veterinarian hospitals are just over the moon to get that or to a, a pet rescue. They're always looking for those things. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Very interesting. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, connected, like connected to different resources. I know that um, one of my blocks has been spending the time to search things on the Internet. Um, Mike, some could argue, well, your husband has time, you know, he's a stay at home, you know, support person. Uh, But he doesn't like he doesn't really do computers, (laughs) you know, so it's like 10 times longer, you know, to have him figure out how to search something, you know, than for me to do it. But I don't choose to have the time to do it so it'd be really great to have an expert go oh yeah I know exactly what I'm looking for you know I know exactly what you know what term I'm searching for and and just the little that I've done um you know a lot of things is that we don't have that in your area we don't have that in your area and then I just give up right I just like give up and I just don't search further because I don't have time for this (laughs) and I gotta do something I like to do (laughs) like create another course yeah let's create another Um, another book you know (laughs) Exactly. But you're, you're delivering yeah. your gifts in that amazing way. So that's a good thing. I mean, if we all had the same gifts and talents, just think of how boring it would be. That is true. That is true. That, that's why I give so much love and appreciation to my bookkeeper and accountant. Because, I mean, it's not that I don't like numbers. It's just like not my thing, you know, to look at these like mm-hmm. profit loss, I'd be like, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> but I know it's important. As a business person, you have to learn to do that. So they're so patient with me, and they're just like explaining it, you know, really patiently, and they're on the ball, you know, so I don't have to like spend all that energy and worry trying to figure out how to do something. They they do it. And so anyway, so I think that same thing here is that like your, that's your talent, your gift, and uh, for those of us that that is not our thing, like it's really great to have people like you in our corner to support us. 
absolutely. Isn't that why? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I also have uh. a bookkeeper that I love because the numbers aren't my thing either. So totally can appreciate people having other gifts. I remember when I made my very first website ever, spending two weeks obsessing over it and finally said, that's why people pay people a lot of money to do it. Who can that's I hire? Right. This is awful. <laughs> and when, so when you are ready to, to declutter and to go through your stuff, sometimes even just having a second person there, as long as it is not somebody who is always looking to connect with everything, they're going to have your highest and best interest at heart to ask you the question, if you have it, you know, what do I do with this? Do I keep it or do I let it go? I've got three sets of pots and pants. Which ones do I keep? Which ones do I let go? Someone to ask you the question, well, which ones do you use most often? How often do you use that? That still looks brand new. Do you never use it? Those would be, that would be somebody to have alongside of you. But even that, sometimes just having somebody else in the room with you quietly doing something else, just their presence helps you to stay focused. And to get through yeah. what you're doing. And right. another. Well, and, and so much of the stuff is mine. Like my husband doesn't know what to do with it. Even if you were trying to help me. Exactly. Um, I may have not told my husband once about a torn up jacket that he was missing. It may have <laughs> been donated. He thinks he left it on an airplane and I may not have corrected him on that. Doug, if you're listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. It was totally, it was, you you should not wear that anymore. No, no, that should just go away. Um, I don't recommend that as a philosophy. (laughs) It's not a positive building experience. I'm sweating even telling it right now. Um, You you can't, you, to go through somebody else's stuff, you really have to have somebody who trusts you or to work with somebody that you trust. So if it's, you know, your brother or your sister who's going to go through and just throw everything in the trash, obviously that's not going to resonate with you at all. But if it's somebody who will go through and say, well, you could take these things here and you could work through this here and just having that accountability and that person to bounce it off of, that's huge. So if it's, if somebody is struggling, I would totally say to reach out to an organizer and have them help you out. Or if they want, they can certainly reach out to me, and I'd be happy to do a phone call or a virtual consultation. Sometimes that's all you need. It's just kind of a roadmap. Right. So share with us a little bit about what that would be like. Like say someone doesn't live in the same state or town as you, but they know they Mm -hmm. have a clutter issue and they are ready to address it, but they're just kind of lost. Like, where do I start? I don't know what to do. I don't know about all these other organizations like me. They don't want to dump stuff. Like, what would that look like? So we do either a series of videos or we do a live phone call with the video where we walk through. They can actually take their phone or their computer and they can walk me through their space And then we have that conversation. Well, why is that important to you? Why do you have this here? What are you looking to do with that space there? Having a purpose for the space helps to create a plan and helps you to stick to it and execute it. I just had a text, I think it was last week, that came through from a client I worked with, I want to say three years ago. She had a craft room, which was essentially an extra bedroom that had a closet with shelves in it. And when we had looked at that 
closet and that room, it was literally a dumping ground. It looked like someone had opened the door, thrown it in, closed the door, and walked away for a long time, been repeating that process. <laughs> so when we worked through it, we got all done, and I looked at her and I said, you have to set up this room for the use you want it for, or it's going to end up being the same thing. Just give it time. And she sent me pictures on text recently and said, guess what? I followed through and she had a craft table set up and a desk set up and all of her, it was neat. It was tidy. It looked awesome. It was welcoming. And that was super exciting. So wow. virtually walk through or to physically walk through, that's where you create that plan. And you just have those conversations. What do you want this room to look like? She wanted to do crafts in here. What do you want this closet to serve as? I want it to store X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, we can make that happen. This is what you do. And in the process, we do tend to make a big, yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Well, that may be why was much seemingly less resistance on my end, because I knew I was getting a new computer, and it took me a week or two to even set up. But I had all these books lined up in front of this window, and uh, really got a new standing desk, and I thought, okay, I just, you know, I just don't want this huge pile in front of the window and in, in, in the behind my brand new computer. It, like, felt really, like, yucky, you know, to have all that. So I definitely spent, you know, half a day just, you know, pu- pulling all that stuff, cleaning that area, the stuff that I was like, oh, that's where that is. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> um, <laughs> now, some of it did end up in a box, but uh, in a big, you know, box going, oh, yeah, I do want that. Oh, I do want that. No, I don't want that. Okay, yes, I do want that, right? So I haven't done anything mm-hmm. with that box, but at least that, that one area is clear. I can see my window. I can open my window now, you know, and Yay. the whole office space feels better, you know? And uh, I don't think that the increase in volume of, you know, sales in my network marketing business is a coincidence <laughs> from, oh, well, you know, just taking not. action in those little ways. And you moved some stuff, right? The stuff that you moved was stuff you weren't using anymore. So when you move that out of the way, isn't that fascinating how you're able to get more of the new? And the stuff that you've put in a box, there's nothing wrong with having stuff in a box. But date it when you put it in the box. And that way when you revisit it at some point, you'll know I haven't touched it since this date. And then it might be easier to let go of some of that, knowing you haven't touched it in however many right because we just don't go through those boxes on a regular basis not like a weekly activity that's a great idea and uh i know it sounds so simple but sometimes you know those of us that aren't good at necessarily the stuff or choose not to be good at it don't don't even think about those things like those little you know pieces of advice the gems of hey put a date on this box (laughs) so much so Totally. So we're getting ready to to move, and we went through our whole house. And talk about having to practice what you preach. So we're downsizing, and as we were talking about what are we going to do, so my husband loves his movies and his music. We have a lot of DVDs, and we have a lot of CDs. And he's not ready to part with them. He's not fully subscribed to the whole streaming thing. So he has to have these physical <laughs> tangible things. So right now they're on the floor of my master bedroom closet in boxes. 
I've got boxes and movies everywhere. Getting dressed, you have to, like, navigate around these boxes. So he came in and said, we're not going to have a place to store them in our new house, and I don't want to fill up the closets with a bunch of shelves. That's ridiculous. And then we have to talk about buying new furniture to store our stuff. So he sat there and mulled on it for a while, and he came up with the idea of getting one of those notebooks that has the little sleeves to put in the discs. Uh And he ordered those yesterday, I think. So we will be spending probably next weekend filling up all of those notebooks with his discs, but then we can let go of the jewel boxes. Ah. So to keep the jewel boxes out of the trash, we did a search, and it turns out there are people who actually want them. So we'll put those up for somebody who would like to have them so they don't go into the trash. Ooh, great. So it's a win-win-win. Oh, that's awesome. That's a perfect example. I love that. And, and I'm sure so you even the, go ahead. Yeah. So even the organizer has to do it. <laughs> like I'm not even perfect with myself. Like I had, we had these things sitting under this cabinet forever. And then we sold the cabinet and we're like, now what do we do with all the stuff? Yeah, yes, so it's that's... okay. You have to work through it. It's steps. I, I noticed that for myself, and I'm sure other people are similar, is that there's certain things that are much, much easier to let go of and certain things that are not. So for me, like uh, clothes that no longer fit, um, although I do have clothes from way, way, way back, um, like my face. <laughs> but, uh, but, but generally speaking, um, I find lately that um, – the clothes that no longer fit, now that I know there's the give back box and now that I know there's textile recycling, although we haven't, well, I haven't figured out where to put that locally. I usually, this is ridiculous, it sounds ridiculous, but when I go visit my parents, when I'm allowed to go visit my parents in Canada, they actually have one right in their basement of their apartment. It's like textile recycling, like battery recycling. That's it's awesome. like, oh my gosh, guys. Right? So I was bringing, like, you know, when I'm crossing the border, like, what am I going to say? What are you leaving here? I'm like, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, like <laughs> recycling. But anyway, yeah, so that was really convenient. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I just find that much, much easier. But, yeah, the biggest let go issue with me is paper, definitely paper and organizing, like, past credit card receipts, and uh, not receipts, but, like, you know, like um, I have a folder for, you know, insurance policies, a folder for this, and they're really, really behind. And then, like I said, all those books. <laughs> all those books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did give quite so, a few away, yes. Good for you. Yeah, there's actually a website out there that you can uh, – oh, I can't remember what it's called. But if you if you search for it, you could probably find it easily, where they buy back textbooks. So you can sell books, including textbooks. So if there's value for them out there, you can sell them. We did that for. Well, I'd be uh, happy to give away some of my old textbooks, but it just seems like somebody could use them. You know, like I just don't want to put them. Like a local school. Uh, Well, I mean, these are like medical textbooks. I don't know if they would use them. Um, But I did. I did. I did. put a box together for the library um, and for the local health food store because I had some, like, health and healing books, you know, that they mm-hmm. kind of displayed, and they put it on their borrow list. So I guess I'm doing stuff. It's just little by little by little by little. <laughs> um, and what's interesting yeah. is that's how it came into your house, a little 
by little oh, by little. So it makes sense that it would go. And the other thing is, if you were to mass dump all of your stuff, however it went, you would be left uncomfortable because you'd lose so much stuff around you. The stuff around you supported you to get to where you are right now. So if you were to let all of that stuff go in one fell swoop, it could be, for some people, super uncomfortable. So to let it go a little bit at a time is much more comfortable than to just fully fill up a dumpster, so to speak. Right. Yeah, we looked into that as well. And uh, my husband was like, $900? We don't have that much stuff. Forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like okay. it when somebody says, oh, we're not going to fill up a dumpster. Okay. <laughs> well, then how are we going to get rid of this? Because I can fill up your trash can three times in two hours today. We've already done it. Yeah. It's already filled. Yeah. These black bags will overfill your, your can. So you do let go. When you, get, when you really get into it and you start enjoying it, you can let go of a lot fast. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the mindsets that, that – yeah, like, like obviously people have, many people, including myself, have had a lot of resistance around clearing clutter. So what are the, the mindsets that are involved in, first of all, collecting clutter, and then what needs to shift in your mind and your experience as far as for us to let go of that, let go of the things that no longer, you know, we need and be more clear and not hoard and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so... A great mindset is, is this going to serve me longer than five minutes? (laughs) So many times somebody just can't. Or the other thing is, could I borrow before I buy? My neighbor, for the longest time, we borrowed his hedge trimmer for the shrubs out front. We didn't have a hedge trimmer. We just borrowed his, and he borrowed our seed spreader for the grass. So we didn't own a hedge trimmer, and he didn't own a seed spreader, but yet we both were able to take care of both of our shrubs and our grass. got really great, and we didn't have to purchase something. So what can you share with somebody you already know? I think this is one of the biggest things that we miss, not living close to family in most cases anymore. We don't call up because your next-door neighbor would be your aunt or your parents who live down the street or across town, and you could just say, hey, can I borrow your bunt can because I need to make a bunt cake today. Instead, today you go to the store, and then what's worse is you know you have one somewhere, but you can't find it, so now you have three because you repurchased a couple of times. Yeah, because we don't have time to go searching for it. (laughs) Exactly. So we get in the car, and we drive 20 minutes to go to the store and wander around, and then, of course, you're in one of those stores like Target where you can't just buy one thing. You end up walking out with a full cart of the stuff that you didn't need, but you're super excited to have because it's so shiny and pretty and bright. So a mindset would be just to really, is this going to serve me more than just one one use? And if I need it for that one use, how important is it? Could I sell it afterwards? Could I give it on to somebody else? Or am I going to get stuck with three ring lights like you were talking about? And what do I do with them? So those are, those are some of the questions to ask. Another question would be if I were to take this on, whether it's a gift or a purchase, do I have something that already does this? And maybe if I do, maybe that's something not to accept. So when your parents are downsizing into your house, you don't have to accept everything they're giving you. We've reached 
um, an era and a population where the generation coming up doesn't want our stuff. Maybe they want a thing or two, but overall, they don't want our things. They would prefer to go out and get their own. And people are living longer, so they aren't giving up their furniture and their things age where we would want them. So it used to be that your parents would pass on and you would inherit the dining room table. You knew it was coming, so when you got married, you didn't buy a dining room table right away because you knew you were going to get your aunts, your grandparents, your parents. You were going to get somebody's table. Today we don't want it because we have enough money to go out and get whatever we want, and we don't like the style or the size. So you don't have to accept what they're giving you. You can take it lovingly and say, well, thank you. Just know that I may not use it. You may pass it on to a deserving family, someone who's house burnt, somebody, uh, a new mom starting out. You know, you may pass it on to pass the blessing. The other right. mindset is the words that you use. So instead of calling it your junk, I had one client, she called her stuff. This is the best word ever. She calls it her crapola. Crapola? Oh, I got crapola over I've here. I've heard of yeah, that. Got, you have? I had never heard that before. I have. I think my ex-husband Every- used that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, everything was, was crapola. Okay. This is my crapola over here. This is my crapola over there. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so changing the word around it. One of, one of our um, clients kept saying, well, I keep getting all these blessings from other people. Mm. And she didn't want to let go of the blessings from other people. Who wants to let go of a blessing? Right, so right. it was hard for her to let go of the things that the neighbor was shopping at Goodwill and bringing over to her that she didn't need. And then what do I do with it? It's been a blessing. I can't let it go. So I said, well, you're just passing the blessing along. And somehow just with that simple shift in her mind, it was easier for her to keep those things going. She ended up signing up for a foster care uh, site on Facebook and donated a lot of the stuff to the foster care system. So that those kids could have oh, beds and toys. And... Yeah. Yeah. So... Some, somebody somebody actually did help me out that because I posted on Facebook. I said I don't know what to do with these rolly bags. You know, um, they're not perfect. You know, but but um, it just seems so terrible to give them up. Uh, just you know, sorry, put them in the the trash. And somebody said, oh, you know, the foster system is always looking for stuff because these kids are you know, going house to house with a garbage bag. So anything mm-hmm. like what you have is like an upgrade. And I was like, no way. <laughs> They're like, yeah, way, yeah. right? And so right at that, and I, like, I love, love the universe, like right at that, you know, week, somebody posted, hey, we're looking for these, you know, travel bags, rolly bags, you know, we're doing a donation thing for the foster care. And I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that the best when that synchronicity happens? It's like, oh, I love it. Thank you for listening. I love it. Oh, well, yeah. obviously, you for know, sure. just me meeting you was a great sign of synchronicity. So I was like, okay, thank you, universe. <laughs> I, have, I have somebody to support me now, you know. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so great. Yes. Well, and you know, go ahead. Oh, no, go. Well, I, I was just wondering um, – that uh, do you find a lot of people, um, you know how how they well okay let let this is vulnerable share here, so 
so two of my mentors in the uh, in the past have said to ev- to everyone in the class said you know how you do anything is how you do everything and I was a little bit like miffed at that <laughs> <laughs> did it because yeah, 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 because uh, I was like, well, wait a second. Well, how come I'm so amazingly successful in these areas of my life, right, but not at all successful in this whole clutter thing? And, uh, yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, my last, my mentor, Marcus, said, well, you know, maybe there's a little bit of that clutter in your business, right? And I was like, shit, excuse my language. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, and he's very kind about it, right? But I was like, oh, man, you know, so that definitely, you know, hit a nerve because uh, I did not want to believe that. I said, I'm not going to believe that. That doesn't serve me to believe that. <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, but, of course, you could turn it the other way around as well to say, you know, how happy, successful, joyful, peaceful, you know, I am is, is you know, how I do everything. So that's good too, right? Um, but I'm sure you've seen people in your that you've worked with with various different thinkings or various different, um, you know, reasons why they, you know, they can't declutter or can't let go. So maybe we can talk a little bit about what you've seen. Yeah. We're working with a woman. We've been working with her for a long time. We work with her very limited, so it's taken a long time. And she is definitely a clutter bug. She likes her stuff. She has a collection of just these little figures and she goes to an antique shop and buys them and brings them in and at an alarmingly fast rate. So we had to have a conversation about curating the collection. It's okay to have the collection, but you only have so much square footage. So there's two choices. You're either going to live with stuff piled up all over your feet, or you're going to have to move to a bigger house to hold all of this. Third one, she could have opened her own store, but it would be more of a, museum than a store because she would just show it off but she enjoys that stuff around her it really makes her feel good so we had to have that conversation about curating it so we allowed allotted a certain amount of space to hold on to you know the first collection and if you start bringing in more of these pieces then you have to have that honest conversation with what can you let go of to continue to hold the space because otherwise, what's the point of having it if it's just sitting in a box or if it's sitting on a counter easily knocked over and then broken? It certainly didn't honor what you brought in. Hmm. And that was really great for her to be able to so to work through all of that. For yourself, when you're talking about you know your business and the things you're holding on to and the things that don't serve you anymore, are they supporting the way that you want to be? Are they supporting the way that you want to live? Are they bringing value? And that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. It makes it a little bit easier to let it go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Yeah, my my mind is thinking. My mind is going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I'm sure you know some people just find something in a box and go, oh, I haven't seen, oh, my gosh, I love this, right? But they completely forgot. Yes, it is Christmas it because every day in my world. It is yeah. Christmas every day in my world, every day. <gasps> oh, wow. I haven't seen that in 35 years. <laughs> Great. Let's take a look at what's oh in here. 
Oh, and another very big thing. If there is a box you have not opened that has been stored someplace like an attic or a root cellar or a garage that hasn't been cleaned right on a regular basis or been stored like in the corner, open it out of the house, maybe farther away from the house than you would normally do because we have found things that you don't want in your house in the boxes. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Some of those things yes. have more than two feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so true. That's okay. so true. And then you can just release them back into nature, and they can go on their happy way, and you don't have that in your house. That's right. an important thing Good. to talk about. Yeah. Good point. Well, lucky for me, my, my husband's very good at stacking things. So if it were up to me, it would take me, you know, weeks, and he would just just do it in an hour, like <laughs> just restack everything, you know. Um, but uh, mo- mo- uh, actually, I, honestly, I, I didn't really have a lot of furniture, even though this is a house that my ex-husband built, and I took it over because he couldn't afford the mortgage. And he said, well, I'd rather you have it than, you know, some, some stranger I don't know, since I built the house with love and all that. Uh, but I didn't really have a uh-huh. lot of furniture except for uh, desk stuff, like work stuff. So a lot of the furniture is actually my new husband's stuff. Um, and uh, I think that it, it was kind of interesting just having, you know, I mean, the bookshelves were all mine. But, <laughs> you know, there there are so many things that um, it's changing the household. So I'm, I'm sure you probably deal with people having, like, to individuals or to professionals, you know, now living together, like how do you help them kind of deal with each other's stuff? Yes. So don't do the coat on the airplane story thing (laughs) that doesn't go over well. I'm just saying. You definitely don't want to go through somebody else's stuff and just, randomly get rid of without permission. You definitely want permission. Even when we work with somebody, when we work with somebody, we have bags lined up. This is what we think is trash. And this is the stuff that we think is donate. And this is the stuff that we think will go to family, friends, based on what we've talked about. But before it walks out the door, you need to look at it and give it the okay that it can go in those directions. So you definitely, um, that's something to consider is that you want to have respect for the other person. We have worked with people who have worked with therapists. We've had people in therapy and sometimes had to um, ask the therapist to be involved when it's truly an extreme case. In most cases, just creating that space for the conversation that, Hey, I don't like that chair, but I really like that lamp. Oh, I never really thought much about that chair anyway, so we can let it go. Just having that conversation, you suddenly find out something that you've been thinking and you've had it, you know, just spinning around in your head, ruminating, and they've been actually spinning with the same thing. But you sit in it all the time, so I didn't want to let it go because I thought you really liked it. Well, it's the only chair that was in the room. That's why I've been sitting in it. <laughs> Maybe we could choose something <laughs> new. Right. So right. having that conversation and just being very open with each other, and you have, there has to be trust and there has to be um, – mutual respect for that to work and starting with something that isn't, I wouldn't start with grandma's China. If grandma's China is something that really means something to one over the other, right? You may start with something less like maybe the socks with holes in them. <laughs> it might be a place to start in some <laughs> cases. 
<laughs> something as simple yeah, as that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, oh, I like that. Yeah, so that's um, a place to start to just that mutual respect and that caring because when you feel cared, you're going to be more likely to work with the person. And when that person is feeling cared for, they're going to be more likely to work with you. And then it's not a I win, you win. It's a we win. Ah. But everybody has to be on the same page. And sometimes it takes the other person a little bit longer. I love it when I'm in a networking event and someone will come up to me and say, you need to talk to my wife. And I just look at them and I'm like, well, maybe we talk to you first. And they're kind of like, oh, me? <laughs> yeah, me? I'm you. not the problem. <laughs> you have stuff too. I mean, when uh, my son was born, it was amazing how much little little things this, chi- this child needed. You are not a child. You are a grown adult that's had a life. I'm sure you have got stuff. If you start with yourself, it's easier to kind of show the other person without actually having that conversation of what you're trying to do. And sometimes they get caught up in it too. Oh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Look how happy they, they get. Oh, fired. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a great idea. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like if you, if your husband has, you know, some paper or some books to go through, if you start going through some of those papers and those books, maybe that inspires him to do the same thing. Or another is something that you would be okay with if they came in and gave you some advice that you totally didn't want to follow, you could. Maybe if they came in and said, could you help me just make some decisions here? I'm really struggling with this. I've got these medical books here that you know you'd be okay with if you kept or lost, these that you know you have to keep, and you just say, I don't know what to do with these. What do you think? And then do what they say they're going to do. They're going to feel more empowered to help you a little bit, and then you can maybe help them a little bit because you've accepted their help. Oh, that's great. That's great. I love that. Well, I have a couch story for you, and then we'll go to the phones. So the folks that want to call in to ask them for some advice, it's 818-514-1190. Hit one. So we know we have somebody with their hand up, and you'll be unmuted first. So 818-514-1190 and hit one. And if you're on the chat, you can also post your question or comment in the chat as well. We'd really appreciate that. So my my couch story, um, uh, Leanne, is that um, uh, we had uh, a futon that goes into a double bed. I thought it was really handy when people came to visit, you know, and I had a friend stay with mm-hmm. me. This was prior to my um, current relationship. You know, a friend stay for quite a while, and so there was this futon in the, in the living room, right? So this futon was getting kind of old and um, uh, let's just say lopsided. Um, and <laughs> so when we were sitting on it, we would kind of like spill towards the center, <laughs> <laughs> of this thing, and what what was happening was my my husband was having some challenges with his back, and um, he'd go back to the chiropractor every whatever week or two, and she would say, um, "You're off again," you know, and and then he would say, "I hate this couch. I hate this couch, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, it can turn into a bed, you know." <laughs> It's so cool, right? And he goes, but well, we don't have anybody here to still to lie in it. I was like, I know, I know. So, but anyway, but finally when the chiropractor, you know, me being a healthcare provider and all, you know, the chiropractor said, you need to change your couch. I'm like, okay, that's it. All right, fine, fine. She says we need to change the couch, we change the couch. So we did find somebody to take it. And I was like, yes, 
I was so happy. So we Yay. splurged. We got and we got we had a dog, a brand new dog. You know, so I was like, okay, we're not going to get a couch that we're going to have to like vacuum every day. So we're going to get something like leather or leatherette. And so I really splurged on this couch. And so it's super fancy, but it's, like, very supportive. You know, it's not like this old, you know, thing. Because I just wasn't into furniture, really. Like, I'm not, you know, that. I mean, I know what I like when I see it in other people's houses. But my house is a hodgepodge of all sorts of furniture and all sorts of furniture. Because that's not where I spend my money. I spend my money on health care. I spend my money on, like, you know, organic food and left-way patches and all these things. But I could care less about what the dining room table looks like. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that that was you know was one of those things about letting go of clearly something that was in this case harmful, like not good for us, like physically. Um, had to have the healthcare provider to like you know poke me a little bit on that one. Um, and then now we're really enjoying this couch, you know, and and that and letting go better. process wasn't so bad. Yeah, I feel better. Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> yeah, so and somebody who story. needed your futon now has a futon that they can use so it's still going on to live a new live a new chapter of its own life yeah yeah it was a, just a good friend of ours and he goes hey I could use that you know I could use that in my camper and I'm like oh, you can have it like take it now <laughs> wait how fast can you come and get it <laughs> yeah Exactly. Well, and then and then that now with technology, uh, you know, I had all the desks. I wanted to change to a stand-up desk. I felt very guilty about having bought a desk, you know, a couple of years ago, a beautiful glass desk, and realized after I bought it that all the cords got stuck in between the glass, you know, of all the computer cords, the phone cords, and, it, you know, and, and it just – you know, it just wasn't working, and I thought, I re- for my body, I really need a stand-up desk. So I bought the desk and thought, what am I going to do with this other desk? So my, my skating coach says, oh, you just, you know, put it on Facebook and, you know, put out these, like, online garage sales. And I'm like, what? And she goes, oh, you'll sell it in, a, in like, a day. And I'm like, no way, right? So I just took pictures, yeah. and I put it up, and Facebook was like, hi, would you like to post it on these five different ones near you? I'm like, yes. Right, so I posted it, and sure enough, that day somebody called and they picked it up. Twenty bucks gone. <laughs> Done. And isn't awesome. that great? Because now you know whoever came to get it loves it, wants it, will use it. You, they actually came and picked it up, so you didn't have to move it anywhere. And what's even better yeah. is they gave you a few bucks for it in the process. So not only did yeah. they come and take it and move it, they're excited to have it, and they gave you money in the process. That is like the ultimate, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy now that I'm talking about my wins. (laughs) See, you're feeling better, aren't you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so let's let's check in for some of the folks here. Uh, I'm going to say your area code, and you can say your first name, and then you can ask your question for Leanne. Okay, so area code 623, waiting patiently (laughs) for a while. Hi, who's this? Hello. So area code 623. Did you have a question for Leanne? Oh, maybe not. Okay, so I'll maybe meet you. Maybe 3 waited too long. <laughs> well, they're still here. Okay, 512. So, Erica, 512. Hi. I can hear you. Hello? Hello? Yeah, that's you. Hi, how are you? Uh, this is Teresa. I'm on 512. Can you hear me? Hi, Teresa. Yes, we can. Hi, dear. I appreciate you taking my call because I definitely need 
uh, help with the cluttering. It's kind of in my family genetics. My father was a hoarder. He um, and his house blew up in Hurricane Harvey, and my sister and I went down, and it was a mess. It was really bad, but uh, he passed away about a year ago, and I seem to have inherited now the clutter. And during all this turmoil between Harvey and a move with me, I haven't filed my paperwork since 2018, so I've just got it in boxes. And then um, because of that, I haven't done my, this is bad, my 2018 taxes or my 2019, which is coming up due, because all of the paperwork's just in boxes due to a move as well. So I've had a lot going on, but, you know, if you can kind of point me on the direction of where to get started, I mean, I think I just need to start sorting things, but there's just, I don't know, it's like I can't get motivated to do that. I can do almost anything else but that. Oh, I hear you. Paper is my least favorite thing. You'll notice that when Karen asked me about it, that was the one answer I didn't give her. I completely diverted the conversation. So I feel you. <laughs> I'd, also, I'd also like to send my condolences. I'm sorry about your, your dad's passing. Um, to get through the paperwork, because that's something that I dread as well, it's definitely not something I enjoy doing. I mean, give me a closet and a pantry, I am all in. Give me paperwork and I will stuff my feet and do everything that I have to do that I can do before getting there. So there's a couple things. Set a timer for a time period that you feel you could dedicate just to the paper. Maybe it's only 15 minutes, but if you did 15 minutes of dedicated time, even three days a week, you would be way ahead of where you are right now. And you do have to actually start creating piles and just create the piles. When you put the next paper in, if you look at the date for the paper that's on top of that category, put it in chronologically so that when you go to bring the papers to the accountant or when you go to fill out the paperwork, it's already chronologically stacked. I don't like to touch paper especially any more than I have to. So if I can create those piles and then when you add in, if you put March down first and then you came up with June, put June underneath March. And then when you get February, you put it on top and then work, work your way down and create a category for each credit card for each uh, home bill. What's that called? Oh my gosh, I just drew a complete blank. Like gas, electricity, water, utilities. Thank you. Create a different category for each one. And then also make sure that you have a category for memorabilia because you may find some stuff that you're like, I really want to keep that, no matter how frivolous it may sound. Maybe it's the receipt for a fancy sofa because you finally treated yourself to a fancy sofa and you want to keep the receipt for it. That's okay. Does that help a little bit? Yeah, that does help. I mean, I've read, I've actually gotten some you know, ordered some information about organizing. I've read a lot of organizing books. I've read the book on the joy of cleaning up your house. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've done a lot. I mean, I will do everything but this paperwork. And so setting a timer makes sense because I think, you know, just quick hits does bring that 
sense of accomplishment to it. It's just really feels, I don't know, because, like I didn't become my dad and my mom, and the, energetically I'm just, just feeling it. like, yes, feeling it. I just don't yeah. want to do this. I'd like to take it off and just throw it away, and I would if I if the, I, I own my own business. So this is really bad. I'm much more organized in my work life. But I would just want to take everything and just recycle it or shred it or whatever and just just get rid of it. I mean, I'm so done. But, yeah, <laughs> there'd be a lot of backlash on that. Yeah, so you don't want the IRS on your back. I know. No, for sure. <laughs> so I, 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 I would I recommend... Yeah, I would totally recommend just finding a space in your house where you can leave those piles and maybe behind a closed door, just knowing that it's temporary and setting a date that you would like to have that accomplished by so that it's not hanging over your head for a really long time. And if you have to adjust, you have to adjust. But maybe you'll even come in underneath the deadline and then you can have a a big celebration party and you can, you know, do a booty shake out in the hallway. Woohoo, you know, because you need to celebrate that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that celebration. It changes all the energy around it because this this yeah. sounds, it sounds heavy. When you're saying it, I get, my shoulders have actually slumped forward. I'm feeling the heaviness of it. You know, it's, it's related to a sad experience in life from the hurricane and then from the passing, and then it's something you don't even like to do on top of it. I mean, there are people that love, I have a, a friend who loves paper organization, like, if I put her in a room with those papers, she'd be in her glory. Oh my and god! I know, right? Maybe I should channel <laughs> her. Well, you send her to Tennessee because I could use somebody who loves paperwork. But um, oh I think mostly it's just it's like there's just this ground. There is a lot of grief behind it, but there's just this resistance to doing it. And I've read about procrastination. Both my parents mm-hmm. did it. I've tried to understand it on an energetic and all different types of level, and yet I just don't seem to be able to make forward movement in that area, and I have to. I mean, well, it's just like it re- is, I'm stuck in my life because I'm stuck in getting this done is what it makes me feel like. Ooh, that brings up a whole new thing we can talk about. So if you're stuck in life, are you really ready to be unstuck? Are you afraid of being unstuck? And you don't have yeah, to answer that right no, now. Just think about it. Are question, you afraid? No, good questions. And I what's holding you back? What's holding me back from from getting this done? And you know, I just I don't. This is why I put my hand up is because I just don't get it. I mean, normally this isn't me, but it's like. I brought over my dad's energy because he literally had a house full, two other houses, and seven storage units, and they all blew up. Three of them. Oh, my God. All of them blew up, and the storage units were a total loss. The two houses I had to just, that he was renting, I had to just let those go and talk to the owners. And his house, my sister and I literally tore it down to the studs, and but we went piece by piece through it and it was really garbage but he and you know the house was it, it was just he was 
just a, he was a hoarder. I mean, truly like what you see on TV. And he changed to be that way in his old age. He wasn't like that when he was younger. And I'm just afraid I have this genetic gene that has slipped on. And I'm headed down that road. I mean, I'm scared. <laughs> but I do know that there is something in me. I mean, that this stuff just scares me. And I understand it's not bigger than me. Like, I can do this, embracing the resistance to the paper, like my resistance to the situation, like finding something, finding purpose in it. Like, find a purpose or a reason or a reason to celebrate when I get it done, something to help me turn towards embracing doing it versus resisting doing it. Yes, that is exactly right there. You just said it. So you could, um, you could connect with me if you'd like privately. We can take this conversation further. <laughs> yeah, yeah actually, we right. That would be a good idea, and I was just going to, and I'm sure Leanne would agree with this as, as well, too. I'm sure she sees it a lot, especially with our parent stuff, is that um, there's, a, there's a part of us that might even feel like we are um, betraying our parents by throwing away stuff, uh, especially stuff that was theirs or, you know, connected to them. And so that betrayal piece, we have to make peace with that, and some of the resistance comes from, like, if you don't keep my stuff or love my stuff, that means you don't love me. I know logically we're like duh that doesn't really make any sense but emotionally sometimes it does um i know that's why i kept some of my mom's clothing and stuff like that um because i don't want to hurt her feelings and you know if when i wear something she gives me she gets really happy you know <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, emotional emotional baggage related to that oh 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 and i was just going to mention um specifically to you but also leah may know about this already i just found this out the other day i was so so Happy. It's about paperwork, believe it or not. Um, so there's an app that you can get on your smartphone called the Genius Scan, and you can scan receipts in and stuff. Like before, I was just sending receipts as a to my bookkeeper, but now you can like take pictures of documents, um, and it it changes it uh, automatically from a, a photo file to a PDF file, and then you can actually make and it connects with your Dropbox or Google Drive or whatever, and then you could actually upload documents to the cloud. So you can actually get rid of the physical document if you really wanted to. Anyway, so I just got super excited because I just found this out like the other day. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that for no, you. That's how you have heard of it. Yeah, Genius I, Scan, I PDF Scanner. App. I haven't used it, but that is Okay, yeah, Genius so you knew scan. about it already. I have it, but I haven't used it. It's okay. awesome. I, I, just started, I am so. doing my best to get rid of all of paper. I hate paper. Like and but I hate paper, but I have piles of it right now, and oh, it's funny. Just, but it literally inside energetically. I mean, it scares me. Like it makes me shake to think about doing that. That's the piece. It's the hard part. So right. I'm so that's where you need some extra that makes help. Me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, the help, yeah. the support, it, yeah. so important to get. We aren't meant to be doing some of the stuff alone. That's why I'm a coach. I'm a mentor. That's why Leanne's a mentor and coach, you know, and not to mention she's a Reiki master and a happiness trainer. So <laughs> I didn't mention <laughs> earlier. Um, so maybe, um, so we're running out of time. So I'm just going to, you know, right. I'm going to say uh, thank you to you for your question. And we'll um, 
just uh, end here with uh, Leanne sharing her link and how people can get a hold of you if we if we need some support. Absolutely. So I'm at LeanneHofer.com, and it's spelled a little unique. I had nothing to do with it. It's L-I-A-N-N-E, H like Henry, O like Oliver, F like Frank, E-R. And you can reach out to me there. There's a way to email me through, and we can connect and have a conversation. If you are more of somebody who wants to get to know me better, you can find me on Facebook at The Clutter Consultant. Fantastic. Okay, great. Well, this has been a great hour. Thank you so much, Leanne, for your expertise and your wisdom and for helping us out. I I definitely already feel internally shifted (laughs) just by knowing that there's somebody in my corner (laughs) who's going to support and help me um, with, with compassion, you know, I think we're, especially as sensitive, highly sensitive people. um, The last thing we need is more masculine, like that military kind of energy that we're already trying to do on our own. Like you got to get this done, push through it, you know, that kind of feeling. And it just does not work. It's not sustainable. It's exhausting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it's exhausting. <laughs> well, For thank me, you so much rate. again. Yeah, I know this is great. So just I'm just gonna re, uh, you know, um, just uh, reannounce. So LeanneHoffer.com. L-I-A-N-N-E-H-O-F-E-R.com. Leanne with two N's and an E at the end, and then Hoffer H-O-F-E-R.com. And then, um, yeah, so having a conversation. Um, yeah, and, uh, well, and I, you know, I look forward to connecting with you soon, just you and me. <laughs> yes, I am so excited. As soon as I have my dates finalized, I'll, uh, I'll be in touch, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get together as well. Awesome. Perfect. Well, we want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. Until next time, lots of love, and bye for now. Bye, everyone. Bye, Leanne. Thank you. Bye, Karen. Bye, everyone. Thank you.